0: Bye, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. You're welcome. I really wanted to get started and learn a little bit more about your story. How did you made it to LA and how are you able to like work here as a director? You know, it's really hard to break into Hollywood. So mm-hmm. what has been your, your experience so far?
1: Oh man, how I made it to LA. I made it to LA it was -$500. negative five hundred dollars.
0: Negative five hundred.
1: Yeah, I borrowed five hundred dollars from somebody, um, and then I came out here to uh, actually for my birthday and then i was like oh i'm gonna stay so then i borrowed some money and uh it's been a grind ever since then what like, year was that 2016.
0: so you've been here about four years six 16 years four, uh, seven, six years <laughs> six not years. good at math i'm good with cameras not <laughs> so good at math.
1: on and off for six on and off for three and then 2019 i was like you know like i i got grounded so right. like you know just back and forth with the hustle and bustle um of like you know, of LA and pushing you out and, you know, having somewhere to sleep, not having somewhere to sleep, yeah. living somewhere.
0: Yeah. That must be really tough. When I came, I came in 2019, but I, I completely moved like my family. Like I was married, mm-hmm. we came with my kids and it was like, okay. Pfft. So how did you feel like whenever you stayed and then you had to go, did you have to go back home and then come back? Like, how did that feel emotionally? And like, How did you overcome that? Because it must be really hard. Like you're coming with a dream, you want to make this happen, and then you have to like, almost like having a setback and then
1: overcoming that. Um, Well, I mean, I came with the mindset that this is gonna happen no matter what. uh, You know, there was a lot more to there was a lot more to it than just coming here. You know, I came. uh, There was a lot more to it than me just coming here. That you know, God partake in. But I just had a mindset that I was gonna I was gonna do what I needed to do and um I'm just gonna push through to be honest. So came here, I went back and I just didn't wanna be back in Miami. So it was just like, well that's where I'm originally from. So I okay. just was like, Yeah, there's nothing here for me, you know. I've done thirty years of my life in Miami and it just like it just wasn't it wasn't hitting. So I was like, I just gotta get back to LA. So I'll be in Miami for a week, back to LA, Miami for a couple months back to LA, trying to just figure stuff out to the point where it was like, sometimes I wouldn't even go home, you know, just sleep in the car for however long it took to, I got a place or somewhere to live.
0: Wow. That must be tough, man. So when were you able to, like, how was the sequence of events for you to be able to feel like, okay, now I'm here and feel like, okay, I can be here for good. Like what had to happen? Like what moves did you pull to like, Get some kind of gig and like make
1: things like go. I was um, <laughs> uh, what moves did I pull? Uh, I mean, I can say I don't even know if I really played. Them. I was in I was in like kind of kind of a toxic relationship here, um, and I just had enough of you know. And I just I I was I dro- I was living with the person and I dropped everything, and I went up to Oakland to stay with my family for a couple months. And then when I went there, I went back to Miami for a couple of months. And then I just felt like, um, you know, I felt like God was calling me to come back to L.A. Because at that point, I was like, you know what? I, like, I had reached my peak, but I was just like, okay, I know I got to go back. I didn't have no, nowhere to live. I didn't have anything. But I did have, like, $5,000 that I saved up working in Oakland and Miami. Had opportunity to actually, like, get grounded and save money. Mm-hmm. Um, so I came out here back to L.A. 2019. And, um, I think it was like late March, 2019 and I was staying in a hotel room and when I was in the hotel room, it's like, okay, cool. I can stay in these hotels and I can work for a little bit and, um, save up like another, you know, like $2,000 so I can have like cushion after I pay, you know, security and whatever else I needed to pay, Mm -hmm. you know? And, um, uh, I injured my back the first day I was here. No way. Yeah. Like shooting? No. I was like doing like, I was, the, I, I came here and I wasn't even shooting. I was just like, I'm going to come back to L.A. I'm pretty much going to start over. Um. And then I injured my back. Um. I don't even know what happened. I was in a hotel room. I was picking up the suitcase and then it just like felt like my back went out. Damn. And I, I, I fell on the floor in a, a hotel room, kind of like an old person by myself. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I was like, I need to go to the hospital. So I went to the hospital. They did a checkup in the middle of the hospital. I got a phone call from a guy that I met like six months prior in LA, walking, to, walking to church. We just met, and he so happened to be from Miami, but I didn't know him, nothing like that. I just met him here in LA, and he was like, "Hey man, um, I don't know what you're doing, but if you're, you know, if you're in LA, you know, like I was, he was in the midst of praying. He was like, I was praying. God was like, Yo, like, um, you need somewhere to live." And he was like, you know, I got somewhere for you to live, you know, for about a couple months. No problem. Wow. And I was like, what? He was like, yeah. Like, he was like, are you in LA? This is the, this is the, this is the, the day after I flew in and it was, this was the day after I flew in. And I was like, yeah, I actually do need somewhere to live. And I couldn't work cause my back was hurting. They gave me some pills. So <clears throat> he was like, yeah, just come by the studio. Um, it was, it happened to be a six, uh, 6,000 square foot studio. Wow that he that he had just opened up and he was like yo yeah you could just stay here for how long you want i stayed for a couple months and then from there um when the couple month period came over you know i was like okay now i need to get a place i need to do this but i didn't want to do instacart i didn't want to do that stuff i still had my money saved up Mm because i was living somewhere for free i got my health back i started working out i lost weight everything because at that point i was like maybe like too close to 250 in weight Wow. Being over, being with him, and just being able to work out, I got down to like two to ten, just like you know, in better shape and everything. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he just like, um, I was, I was in my car and I was just, um, you know, contemplating. Okay, where I'm gonna live. He walked up to the window. We haven't had much conversation um, outside of just hanging out about where I'm gonna live. He was like, Hey, look, man, um, how about you work for the studio? You run it. You do all the stuff, and I'll pay you, and you can live here for free. So we worked something out, nice. and he was like, "You can, I can pay you what you want, and you can pay rent to me, or I can pay you half of what you want, and you can live here for free. And I did that for a year, and that was the, that was the starting point, man. That's and awesome, man. Everybody-
0: you, I mean, I know that that was probably one of the hardest things that you have had to do, mm-hmm. like going through that process. of. But at the same time, you were so blessed and lucky like, to find someone that would help you. That yeah, way. I
1: mean he found me. I didn't find him. I wasn't even <laughs> thinking about him, but I was I was blessed to get that to get that opportunity and to even have, have the opportunity to run a studio, mm-hmm. um, a small studio, but you know, the opportunity to run one. So what would you recommend uh
0: twenty, twenty one year old kid that wants to move to LA, live the dream, become like an actor, director, producer, like what would you recommend they do to make that happen?
1: I would recommend them to come out to, to just move out. Preferably have a plan or have some money. Um, but just move out and don't move out distracted. You know? Don't move out distracted. Yeah, don't come here distracted. Don't come here for a relationship. If you're already in one, that's cool, but don't come here for a relationship. Don't come here because somebody promised you something. Um, don't come here thinking you're going to party. If you're going to come to L.A., a lot of people do get lucky uh, with like being new here and having that grind spirit, and they get in a lot of doors, And um, but they lose it after about a year. And then like the then la starts to hit them yeah. so to do that and then continue to continue to just grind and continue to try to push to keep that momentum up keep that no matter what's happening try to keep that momentum yeah. there's a there's a lot of people I know now who did that who um when, in 2016 when I first came here that I worked with and they're on TV now you know I probably like 10 or probably like 10 people I know that were either here a couple months before me a couple months after me and you know they just kept that momentum and kept striding and kept striding and you know yeah I think
0: that element of the distraction is huge because there's so much to do so many opportunities and things that you could be doing here and so many people and events and concerts and parties and all that Mm -hmm. Uh, for me it's been interesting like I I came strictly to like work in film uh, and I was never like the type of like going out and and do that type of stuff Uh, but it was hard to break from the one job that I had over into like directing full-time or producing full-time because when i first came i started working as a location scout Mm -hmm. for a tv show at amazon and i had amazing opportunity because of the work i did in atlanta and then when i came here i had that straight direct line like my first job was location scout for a major tv show with amazon and that was really uh like fortunate But breaking out of that to then be able to go full time to the studio that I work at as a creative producer now, Mm -hmm. that took a lot of like effort and work. Mm -hmm. And what has been your experience or like what do you think has been the key for you to be able to now work full time and what you want to do? And we always want to grow, but at least, you know, breaking out of regular jobs and going into actually pursuing your career and doing what you want to do.
1: Um, I just, just focus, um, uh, focus, no distractions. If somebody or anything is not for you, don't do it. Like, I don't even go places that, um, are like, like people's like Oh, let's go to the club. Like I'll go to somebody's birthday party or something, you know, like if it's a friend or something like that, but if it's not work related or it can't help me in what I'm doing and I, I count it as a distraction, you know, like, Oh no, this is going to be a distraction. You know, so I don't even like I don't do the big parties. I don't do those type of things, and I just, I just, I just stay focused, and I started shooting my own projects, and I stopped relying on people for their writing and their other stuff, and, and mm-hmm. you know, that's pretty much how
0: how it happened. So tell me about uh, the the film that you completed recently, mm-hmm. and that's how you and I connected, because your wife, I knew her from, from before. I was trying to cast her in a movie. Then she sent me this film that you direct, you wrote, produced, directed. How was that experience? Because the film is pretty lengthy. You have mm-hmm. a lot of actors. Like it's a hard movie to get made. How was that experience? How did you get that done?
1: Um, first thing, I was lucky enough to have money to do it. <laughs> uh, I got, I you know, did some good investments and some money came back. So I was like lucky enough to do that
0: how much can you talk about like how
1: much overall did you spend on the family? I think I spent like 10,000 10,000 yeah um, I think overall 10,000 the permits cost the most Uh, so you know we got a couple breaks that you know probably I don't know if I can talk about those breaks but the permits cost the most really I think the permits ran us like 3,500 bucks with it and then the insurance was another like you know, fifteen hundred. Yeah, because I don't I, know, I got lucky on some guy and it was like a ten day insurance or whatever. It was like fifteen hundred. Wow, that's very cheap. Yeah, and then the, the the uh the truck was like another two bands, a two ton truck or whatever we had. Um uh but the you know, the crew worked for free. Um some of the cast I paid, some worked for free. Um, obviously for food and credits and stuff like Mm -hmm. that but some people I worked with in the past so it was just like, you know, we can get on um, And And the film, how long is the film? It's It's, uh, 21 minutes It was originally supposed to be um, like 17 and then it got pushed around, it probably would have been like 25 but then we had to cut some scenes out Um, The hardest part about the film was uh, 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 our line producer dropped out three days before, she told me I couldn't get it done Um, She's watching and she knows who she is. We're we're still friends, but um, that was, I got a call three days. I think it was actually two days before we was about to shoot. She was like, "Uh, we need to push it back. We couldn't get done. I was like, yo, what are you talking about? I paid for a permit. Um, Like we already paid for the truck. We already did all these certain things. Like, you know, everybody's like, people came from out of town. Like, we can't do this. She was like, well, I don't think it's ready. I don't think you're this. And if you do it, then I'm not going to be involved in it. I was like, look, if you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. But I'm, we're shooting this film. Like, if we don't shoot this film, I have no opportunity to shoot this film. Yeah,
0: it's a tricky situation because like, I understand her point and I feel like almost every film that I have made, I feel up to the point where I'm shooting it, I feel like there's no way we can pull it off. Um, even working like on big big studio shows Mm -hmm. we were always down to the wire like we don't have enough money we're gonna go over budget we're gonna go over schedule so I can understand like your line producer not feeling like secure but I guess that's the spirit that you need to have as a filmmaker where you have to take the risk and just figure it out kind of as you're doing it
1: yeah, I mean, f- luckily for me, I had, luckily for me, I had experience, you know, I started off in music videos and documentaries, so I had experience actually shooting stuff, mm-hmm. so, like, it wasn't a big deal, but it still was like, okay, now I have to do the producer's work while I'm trying to focus on directing work, mm-hmm. so I, uh, so I had to up somebody, well, this is the main thing she told me, she said, who is on this film, and I was like, I can't, what are you talking about, she's like, there's nobody on this film. She means, like, as the cast? Cast, crew like everybody was pretty much new Mm -hmm. to like acting or to you know to um to like being in the crew and stuff like that um and she was like there's no way you guys can like pull it off you know and so like if you guys are watching this tell me if i pulled it off if you watched the film well the
0: film is finished it's (laughs) done so like you did pull it off
1: so So she actually kind of challenged me and i and i felt disrespected like you like Hold on. So, but I understand there's nobody on this film, but you telling me I can't pull this off? Nah, nah. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to call you back. You know, I'm going to have to talk to you later, you know? And um, yeah, that to me, that was the most difficult part. Um, managing the cast, all those certain things to me, um, like, this is my passion. This is what I love, you know? So, like, to me, it just comes natural, you know? So, it might sound. I don't. I'm not even gonna say that. It just comes natural. <laughs>
0: yeah. You know. So. so who who was involved in the in the film? Like as far as the cast goes, and like, can you tell me a little bit about the experience of working with them?
1: Oh, experience of working with cast was beautiful. Um, yeah. I like Jordan, um, <clears throat> Jordan Johnson. We have Justin, um, Paul, um, Joe, uh, Nick, Paris, my wife, um, Lee Simpson. Uh, Lauren Shea Livingston, Pedro, um, Way
0: too way too many actors. <laughs> that's that's why your line producer was like your cancel. <laughs> way it up. too many.
1: I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. It was a couple other people that, that um that uh that I think that had a couple roles. Ronnie um Ronnie had a role. Um I had a I had a one cameo in it, um, but I didn't have no lines. Um uh we had a party scene. It was a lot of actors, but the experience was amazing. Um Like, uh, we did do a casting process and it was like, you know, almost down to the wire. Um, oh, Claire, Claire was our judge. I, I, she probably gonna be like, you know, she's an older lady. She, she worked on the project with me before, um, before this short film that I produced. Um, it was amazing. How did you get your lead actor?
0: And like, how do you decide when you're doing a project? How do you decide, okay, this is the person I'm going to like
1: bet on? Um... So uh, Jordan, Jordan, I, I I would say all four of my actors were pretty much leads, um, but because they were pretty much on the screen the same amount of time, um, so I'll just start with Jordan. Jordan, he um, I already knew him. I felt like he can do the role. He did a project that I produced like a year prior to that, and um, I loved the way he acted. I loved the way he delivers scripts. The way he he memorizes the whole script. The way he takes people like if somebody goes off script the way he can bring them back on. So I was just like I know he can do it. Um but <clears throat> Justin was in the other project as well. And um I was I I I didn't know what he can actually capable of doing, but when he read for the role, it was like, you know, they they were like a match, the two brothers. Um um and they played Eric and Peace in the film. And um Joe the lead cop was it's actually between him and a, and a and a and a semi-famous actor that actually submitted for the role and joe just did an amazing job he was the actually the um the older officer the the experienced officer in the film and nick i've never seen him act before but um um my production coordinator and my dp were good friends with him and said that you know he 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 wants to start acting, so I had him read for the role. Um, he took direction well, and I felt like he had to look. And I knew that I can bring what I needed out of him. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm very, I'm very, I'm like I'm an actress director. You know, I like the DP to do what they do. I do have experience in like shots and everything. I know about the lenses. I know about all that stuff because you had one man band, especially when you shoot music videos. Yeah. So, um, but I really like to work with the with the actors. So when I got those people, that was that. <clears throat> um, same thing with Paris. She read for the role and I was like, perfect. She had a slightly British accent, and everybody else was pretty much people I knew and I knew they acted, and it was like I know they can do. What I needed, yeah. what I needed. If you
0: had to pick, would you pick an actor that is more well known, has more followers, or would you go with someone that is like less known? If the talent is like in the same sort of category, how, how would you make that decision?
1: Oh man, if I had to make the decision, um, and I had to, I had to, in, the, in the studio didn't have to make the decision or like in on it, I would go with the best actor. Yeah, I would go. With the, I would go with the best actor for the role. Um, uh, I kind of slightly made it. I wish I could remember the guy's name, but I know he played in a couple pretty big projects, and he. I think he does a lot of short films because his, his his um his agent reached out and said he does like a lot, doing a lot of these type of projects. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would I would go for the person who fits the role the best and who who I believe can play the role the best.
0: So, how has been your experience here, networking with people, building that group of people that you go to for projects, and trying to like get things produced?
1: I come from a city where you know we networking all the time. You know, I mean it's a party city, but you're networking, mm-hmm. trying to get into the clubs, and you kind of learn how to network with people. So, yeah, I haven't really had a bad experience networking with anybody in the film industry. Um, trying to think if I had one uh, a really bad experience I and mean, I'm pretty good at judging characters you know judging, judging somebody's character and I'm like if I don't if I don't feel the energy from the jump I don't even you talk don't. to them
0: how do you deal with the the filtering process Cause it's something that I'm curious about like I'll go to a red carpet or a networking event or some kind of event and you never know like how deep the person is in terms of what they're talking about, and everyone is always talking about, oh, I have this project with so and so, and I have connection to this and this. And how do you filter that so you don't get astray or like pay too much attention to the wrong person, and also pay attention to the right person? Because sometimes you might think, oh, this person like th- there's nothing to them, but they could be a very good connection for doing a project down the road.
1: Uh, I. I'm very, like, I like people's, like, spiritual energy. That's the first thing I pay attention to. I've always been like that since I was young. Like, even before I became, like, a Christian or anything like that, before I, um, like, you know, followed the faith, I always had, like, this where it was, like, mm, something's off about that person. I don't really, like, you know... I'm not really feeling the way they look, the way they, what, just their vibe. You know, sometimes, I don't know if you ever get that. You walk into a room where you're talking to somebody and they just have a bad vibe with them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're not a bad person, but I just know the vibe is not there. The other way I do, I just talk to them and I let them talk. You know, if they have my same interests, um, my same goals, I kind of, I kind of like, my personal goals, I kind of stray away from them.
0: Because I know they have the same goal personal as you? goals, yeah. So like, it's they want to awesome. direct,
1: they want to do certain things, uh, and then interesting. I kind of stay away from them because I know um, I'll ask them, like, so I might ask them a question, like, so what do you want to do? And it's like, oh yeah, I want to work together. I want to do this and blah, blah blah blah. And I'm like, but you want to be a director, and I'm a director, and because my pit, my experiences with those, regardless of their energy is good, is they say those things <laughs> and then when they come to the table with the projects, they want to direct or you're sitting down and, and, they, and they want to, you know, they want to interject, they want to, you know, they want to, they want to do what I'm doing and they want, you know, instead of just saying straight up, I you know, I want to work with you to see how you work, they mm-hmm. want to do what I'm doing and then they want, oh, can you, what, what, can you actually DP for me or can you actually produce for me, you know, and it's like, no, I can't. Interesting. You know, so. For me, of... it's the opposite. For mm-hmm. me, if
0: I meet a director, I want to be like as close as possible to them because, There's so few of us, Mm -hmm. so far in my experience, and this is something that I I used to be like that when I was younger, because when I went to film school, you know, like the kid in me, I wanted to be like the best director in in film school. So like other directors, (laughs) (laughs) no, I want to beat them. Like I don't, I don't want to be their friend. But then what I realized is by becoming friends with them, genuinely, dude, it's like they like the same stuff that you like yeah they like the same lenses the same cameras the same interest and what happens is they will have knowledge access relationships to the things that you need later down the road yeah so i look at it more as a like i I, i'm not looking into okay let's do a project together but i am looking into okay let's be friendly So whenever you need help or I need help, I'm going to have the contact that you need. I'm going to have an in with the actor that you're trying to get. I'm going to ask you like, for example, a good friend of mine, Miles, uh, Miles Matsuno, he's a great director. And him and I would spend like two hours on the phone talking about like when I was getting distribution for my feature film, how to go about it. And like just getting a second set of like eyes mm-hmm. on a on a project on a script so that's kind of how I look at it but I used to be like exactly like what you're saying we're like oh director huh <laughs> yeah
1: well I mean uh, Paris has opened my eyes to, to to that to that as well she's told me like oh well you guys can be friends you know like I could be friends with certain people and I and I have opened their eyes but just when I what I was talking about specifically to like working together on projects. Gotcha. Um, yeah,
0: don't do that. that don't do that's that. That's
1: what it's like. You know, it's like, you know, like unless I offer my services as a producer, I'm not going to DP. I'm just not going to Yeah, do don't do that. I did but. that. <laughs> I,
0: I remember there was a film where I did that, and I was it was early on, and I wanted to help this person. He had helped me with other things, and I came on as a DP. After that, I was like, I will never DP. Uh, again. Yeah. I'll DP my stuff. Mm-hmm. I will never DP for anyone else. Because I think if you have the innate spirit of a director, uh-huh. when you have to go and play second trumpet to someone, it's like chill me now. Because, like, it's very subjective. Like, you will take a script and do it your way, I will take a script and do it my way. Mm-hmm. But if you have to sit there while I'm doing it, it's torture for it you. Torture.
1: It's torture, it's <laughs> I, it's it's. It's not only that. Like for me, I've had experiences like on set where, like, and this is not me saying it's like people have told me, like, and and as like they've done what I'm about to say. Like I'll be on set as a producer or just like you know like, like hanging out. Like oh, you shooting and me come by and hang out and like. The actors and people will gravitate and be like oh so what should i do and they'll look at me and i'm like yo i'm not directing this i don't know what you should do you mm-hmm. know and you get that and it's like they can they they feel that vibe that you have yeah and then you're like uh you know especially like yeah i was producing a project and sometimes i just had to stay away from set because the actor would legitimately disrespect the director and tor- turn towards me and say okay bye so what should i do and i'm like um, oh yeah, you should do this, blah blah blah. And then I just like, all right, I got it. I can't really like. And then that's when mm-hmm. I started to notice that. So that's that's an, that's another thing that I like, you know, like when you have that aura and you have that spirit, it's like, oh, people want to move towards the dominant person in the room, even if you're not really yeah. trying to be dominate, yeah. Especially on set. And I'm a stickler for like position. You know, like if this is your position, you do it to the best of your ability, and you worry about somebody else. And if we need help, then we all help each other. But if we do what we what we came here to do, then the project's going to come out great. You know, that's, you know, on set, that's something I learned in film school. And, you know, and I was just like, it. I, yeah, this is something I learned in film school. So,
0: yeah. So you mentioned about working as a DP and knowing mm-hmm. all the angles of that. I know that you love cameras. So let's bring some camera fight into the question. Mm-hmm. Right now, I know you have the Komodo, yes. right? So let's talk about Sony versus Red and what's happening right now with the cameras. And where do you stand over there? Cause you have both, right? You have yeah. a Sony
1: and you have a Red. Okay, Sony. <laughs> I stand with Sony. 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 I had a, my first camera was a Sony. Um, I worked with a lot of Sony's. I still like the workflow of a Sony. I'm still getting used to the Red. Um, I like. I like the Red, but I feel like the Red kind of like it's like um, the Red is like you know you gotta the Red is is a very expensive camera even though they gave you like a body that's not. And to really get the best quality out of it, you have to use the best quality mm-hmm. of lenses. So it, it it it's only, it's just, at, I don't know how much it costs now, but at the time it was $6,000 body. But you can't put a $200 lens on it and really think you're going to get the best, mm-hmm. you know. If you put that $200 lens to me on a Sony, and on the red, the Sony might come out better, even if it's, the, you know, the AS, you know, the A7S three or something like that yeah. it's in some situations. Um but yeah I like I, the way Sony does color to me is is like no no other camera no other you, know, you love say, it I like it. Yeah, yeah, I like the way they color they're
0: better out. now uh, I had the A7s2, and colors were hit or miss i I've had all of them, and I'm a huge red fan, and now I'm like <laughs> I'm in love with Sony now because like of what they have done with the FX3 yeah. I, I think that was the first camera that for me was like holy smokes like that looks amazing uh, i still love red though i still have like the inclination to go with red uh, a couple months ago i shot a project and we had a red epic mm-hmm. which i shot a lot like a long time ago that's a very old camera uh, and we had it as a b, as a b cam i was shooting with the komodo for the for the main camera and then for the interview for this we're doing a documentary for paramount plus and we put on the epic dude, it looked like so cinematic. Mm-hmm. It was like hard to explain, but it has a different quality to the sensor. It's like the quality is not better. it's just different. It has like a yeah. no character to it. And I think with the FX3, you reach close to that, but it's still different. Uh, what about
1: Canon? Oh no, no about Canon. No. No. By bye Canon. Don't I, w- I would not pick up a Canon if somebody really? paid me. I'm sorry Canon. I'm just saying. <laughs> really. <laughs> I'm
0: a I'm a huge Canon fan. For, for me I have a problem. I'd love them all.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, um I haven't worked with none of the top-end Canons, but um no, I'm like to me it's you know it's it's red, it's Sony, it's Ari, you know, in all those different areas. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I'm not a fan of the Canon camera, you know. I like their lenses. They make amazing lenses, yeah. amazing, amazing lenses. But the color and stuff that they that the Canons put out, and I don't know. I just don't think I – I just – I'm not a fan of it. I, I don't – you know, that's it.
0: Yeah. So how do you feel about buying versus renting for, for all your projects? Uh, I think we spend a lot of time – at least I spend a lot of time looking at all the cameras mm-hmm. and, like, wishing I could own all of them and then – for different projects, I end up using different things. So what's your stand on that?
1: Uh, if the if the client is paying for it, um, rent it. But always having a camera, you can continue to put out work. You can continue to shoot, and you can continue to put out work. So having a camera that you pay for, even if you don't get paid to do productions, but you do your own stuff, mm-hmm. it's going to pay for itself. Okay.
0: So, how have you been able now, like here in LA, to like make money so you can keep making films? Like, what are some like strategies, like things that you're doing to be able to like put projects together? Where do you get funding for? Like, if you can get into that a little bit without too much detail, like I think that's something that people don't really talk about. It's like we need money like for your short film you spend 10k mm-hmm. like the last short film i did all in all i think it was like 30k
1: mm-hmm.
0: like it takes so much money it does take a lot of money so
1: how do you go about finding money for your projects i also like get um film jobs like set jobs that i'm not directing whether i'm working on it you know as a, a producer's assistant assistant producer anything that somebody can say hey you can come on this set and you can get paid for it mm-hmm. um so I can so I can do more of my projects, um, and build my and build my portfolio, to where I want it to be, you know. I don't really take a lot of like jobs outside of that. Um, everything else is just investments for me, you know. To be, to be honest, you know, um, <clears throat> from crypto to housing investments, you know, to just putting stuff in the stock market and stuff like that, and you know, getting some returns here or there, um, but. Outside of that, I do take a lot of production jobs so I can know people, get to know people and it's a grind. you know So we working um, 8 to 12 hours and then I'm working on my own projects. I've <clears throat> For me personally I took some time to work on other, other people's projects, but it's just it just wasn't it wasn't something that I wanted to do um, because for me it was the creativity was it wasn't there for what I wanted to do. Um, So I just was like, you know what? I'm going to put this down. I'm not going to do music videos no more. I'm not going to shoot documentaries. I'm just going to work on my my film and my stuff. So I made a conscious decision to say, okay, let me call some of my film buddies. Say, hey, look, you got any openings on set that I can come on, make some money, and then shoot my own projects. That sounds really good.
0: So you mentioned crypto and all that. Mm -hmm. Are you involved in NFTs at all and that side of... Like crypto with NFTs
1: and art, have you gotten into that? Well, um, not. I, I created a couple of NFTs, but then I was like I don't really know how to get this stuff out here. So I just like, it was like it's like I just have like a thousand NFTs on a hard drive okay. on my computer, just sitting, um, and um, I haven't put it out because I haven't had opportunity to. Uh, i've seen a couple of videos here and there but it to me is just like i don't know you know that not so not really nfts and stuff like that but just trading crypto you know um when i get opportunities to trade it and then um yeah you know just saved up a lot of money you know and, you know you bet big you win big you bet big you lose big
0: <laughs> yeah nfts have been a, a big bet for me this last year uh, because we have a lot of nfts mm-hmm. in the studio that i work at impact mm-hmm. theory with tom Bellu. Mm-hmm and i got involved in that world like big time and the first time i went to new york for the nft uh, nyc conference dude we got to go to a panel with tarantino so tarantino took his script from reservoir dogs Mm -hmm. and he's a good film yes (laughs) and he's turning that into nfts wow so you can own a piece of like even scenes that never got shot and things like that so it was super interesting and like i mean being in the same room with tarantino that was like one of the coolest experiences of my oh, that's life amazing yeah so you know being in the same room with tarantino i was like okay this nft thing is like the future yeah so you i know went, it is yeah and i went and bought more nfts uh everything now is like down but it has been a really cool new area of seeing film and media now mixed with technology and it's getting mixed with everything like even like this shirt that i'm wearing is like part of an nft project Mm -hmm. and i think it's going into a lot of areas of culture in general in film i still haven't seen something like solid but i think in the future it's something that you could look into because imagine that you could release an nft of yourself uh-huh. that if I buy it then I get access to every movie that you make forever because I'm buying that first original uh, yes that's right. nice.
1: something like that would be interesting mm-hmm. NFTs NFTs in crypto is the future man and I feel like um yeah I just feel like it's a crypto I feel like crypto is the, I feel like it's the future I feel like it's going to be I, people are going to get stupid rich off of it continuously man and um it's going to continuously change the way we look at media the way we look at currency, uh, the way we look at film, all those certain things, you know. Um, so I think you're right on. I think you right on point. Yeah. I think it's just like TikTok, you know, like all these certain things. I feel like they people we got we got NFTs and TikTok, and we got crypto, and it's it it kind of on a down right now. But that's just because too many people can't be rich. Yeah, so, well, and the whole you know, economy. market has to.
0: Yeah, the yeah. whole economy is going through like some crazy changes. I don't even look at it right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to ask you about like pr- new projects that you mm-hmm. might be working on. Like, what do you have
1: cooking? First of all, with Justify, I'm talking about new projects, but Justify, Justify Homicide, um, we got in our second film festival in London. So that was a nice. good. So we got two film festivals already under our belt. Um, but as far as um, And you can also see Justified on YouTube. Yeah. So So, Justify Homicide on YouTube, you can just go check it out.
0: Yeah. Let's touch on that because a lot of people think that when you release the film, you go to festivals and you Mm -hmm. have to do that for like a year and then you can put it online. But in your case, you had the premiere. Like I watched it when when the premiere happened on YouTube. Mm -hmm. But now you're hitting festivals too. Yes. So talk about that.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, a lot of festivals nowadays, um, they've also allowed like for it to be premiered somewhere else. Um, I guess so they can get more content. Um, that's the only thing I can think of. But yeah, you premiere it online. You try to get traction. It's also like I said, try to build your portfolio, and then you put it in festivals. Not everybody's gonna see it online. Not everybody's gonna see it in a festival, you know. But if your film has a message, or if it has something that you, uh, it, or it's just your film, I think you should put it out. You know, if you're not gonna, um, you know, get a deal, if you know, or some some sorts. Yeah, I feel like you can continue to put it out. I feel like you put it out for free. You know, that's my theory. I'm gonna keep on putting projects out and keep putting them out for free until somebody says I want to give you a million dollars to twenty, thirty to to do this project. You know, and um and and if it makes money on YouTube and if it, I win awards and film festivals, that's great. But I just love the art of making film. You know, so
0: yeah, that's my same strategy. Like <laughs> I had a film that we made the film went through festivals spent all this money going to festivals and I was telling the other person I was doing it with, hey, let's just put it out. Like, Let's mm-hmm. put it out. Let's not wait. Uh, and then eventually when we put it online, it took like a couple months but then it, it blew up. It blew up. To like, yeah, it blew up. <laughs> uh, and I, I need to teach you a couple tricks of things that you could do with the description and the algorithm and all that. Please. Because the film all of a sudden catch fire and now has like over 300,000 views exactly and then you have a fan base yeah and like people were looking at the film and like and that thing that you said of like putting something out and like that desire to make movies dude that film even though it's not my best work is the one that I have received the most feedback from Mm -hmm. from people that watch it and like all those messages inspire me to say Okay, what I'm doing is not crazy, it's not Mm -hmm. nonsense, like I'm actually doing something that is touching people, it's making them feel something, and it pushes me to like believe in that
1: I can keep doing this. That's the same thing, that's the same thing that I got, like, it's like, because you're doing it, you're doing it for so long, and you're not getting credit, or you're not getting things, and even when you do work for people, and you're directing for people, you're creating projects, you're producing for other people or other companies, it's like... The the satisfaction there is the money, but it's like, is this what I really want to do? And when you put something out and you get people to tell you, yo, that was great. I didn't expect you to do that. Like, my brother even told me, like, I didn't expect that type of quality of film from you. (laughs) I mean, it it might sound like shade, but it's still like, you know, like, you know, you get that. And then I'm sitting down with people um, and, you know, they're like, yo, this is like... This is amazing. They, you know, the storylines, all these certain things that, that those validations that, you know, you have in yourself, but we also need, we, we need it from, you know, from the, from our peers and from the people around us. You know, that's why awards and stuff are so like, you know, people, people like, they're like, oh, I want to win this award. I want to do these things because, you know, like that validation, you may, people may say, you don't need validation from anybody, but God, I mean, but we're human yeah you know no you saying? need
0: it dude you need it because like it's so hard <laughs>
1: you know yeah it's hard you know if if nobody's validating your work you're like what am i doing it for yeah you know what i'm saying do you
0: ever feel like uh, a failure like do you ever feel like you haven't done like you know what you were supposed to be doing at this age or like but- oh yeah
1: 100 percent, 100 percent. i feel i feel like it almost every day i have to tell myself no all right let's stay focused let's get on the grind um yeah because if you ask me can I Can I, Can I? I shoot a $200 million film right now? I 100% believe I can shoot a $200 million film. Somebody give me $200 million to shoot a film, I can do it. I, Without a doubt. Shadow of a doubt, I believe I can do it. Um, justify, for me, prove that I can do it. For me personally, it proved to me that I can do it. Okay, we shot 21 minutes, um, 10,000. It might have been a little bit more, but that's what I can remember right now. 10,000, 21. Okay, yes, I can do it. So not not being in that position, yeah. Sometimes you got to get off Instagram. I got to get off these certain because you're like, man, I could. I watch a film. I could do that. I could do way better than that. Yeah. You know all those certain things. So yeah. So you do. You do feel like you do feel like it. But you know, keeping the right people around you. You know, for me, having a wife that inspires me. You know, and you know, when I'm telling her you're great, she's telling me you're great. You know. And the people that actually trusted me. Now I have a group of people that I can call at any point. Like, yo, I'm doing this film. And like, yo, let's do it.
0: Mm-hmm. So let's touch on that because uh, I know Paris. Like, mm-hmm. we had her on the show too. And I'm curious to know how do you manage the whole thing of like being married to an actress? Is that actresses, like, I don't know, <laughs> Actresses are, it's a difficult uh, personality to deal with mm-hmm. because actors have a lot of emotion mm-hmm. and those emotions have to go up and down. How has that experience been for you?
1: Um, I mean, she's a person first, you know, like she's a human. Um, like, and I, I, don't, I say that in like the, like, not to say that she's not an actress or anything like that, but she's, she's a good person, you know, and I think some that's just something like she's talented in. She has the gift of beauty, so she's she you know like that's a talent to be a model, to be an actress, to do all the certain things. But um, I grew up around creative people. Most of my friends are creative. Some of my friends are actors. I'm a used to it. Yeah, you know, as a director, you get used to it. You get used to it. Yeah, you know.
0: But sometimes I think, well, wow, if if this person was dating a regular person that doesn't understand this, they they choose it would be really difficult that you just couldn't handle it.
1: Yeah, I think but I think it goes both ways. Like going being like I like is, my same brother told me he was like, "Yo, I'm happy you chose somebody in your profession because mm-hmm. I he, he he said like, "I know it'll be difficult for somebody to understand the hours, the time, the dedication, all the things that go into becoming a filmmaker, mm-hmm. you know, and like professionally working in this industry." So, you know, it's it's on both ends as far as like as far as that aspect um but yeah i mean paris is great man she you know we'll just be chilling for the most part i'm very chill so i think that kind of balances us out Mm -hmm. um not saying she's not but i'm extremely chill so like i'm like this most people like they don't know if i'm mad or sad you know and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um so that kind of balances me out so you know I think I think it's cool. Like I don't I don't even see her as an actor. Like like I don't even see the fact that I'm like I'm with an actor. I see her as an actor, but I don't say, oh yeah, I'm with an actor I'm with somebody who's act and they have emotions and they have this and that. You know, my mom had emotions. She was like the most emotional person I ever met in my life, and I dealt with it. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> so you know it's like you know, <laughs> like dealing with anybody else is pretty cool, you know. Yeah. And then growing up in Miami, you deal with like I mean, you deal with all type of stuff, you know. It, I don't, all kinds of these, getting, you know, pulled over, harassed by the police, harassed by people, you know, just in general, you know, getting picked on because you're the youngest. Mm-hmm. So, all the emotional roller coasters that anybody can throw at me, I'm pretty much deal with, you know. That's cool, man. So, Will about if you had
0: anything that you could do and money's not an issue and time is not an issue, what would
1: you do? There's a film that I'm writing right now that I would create. Um, I don't want to talk about it because I want people to get ideas. But I would do that. But outside of that, I'd probably like, you know, like go around and like teach people. You know, like teach people how to how to live, I guess, you know, try to I don't I mean, that's a difficult question. It's a different way to explain what I'm trying to say, I, I would say. It's not a more difficult question, but I would like I don't know, I've been so many places where like you just like I can't believe somebody's living like that. You know what I'm saying like in a certain environments in certain places and um you know experiencing like people going without eating stuff like that in in our own country not even out the country but even in our own country like I would definitely probably be the person going around helping people about like oh hey like you you need <clears throat> you need this or you I'll just yeah i mean i I did something like that when I like when I was I got food stamps when I first came here. I didn't have no money or whatever. And then once I got the money and the food stamps was, you know, coming in for a short period of time before it ended, I would just go to the grocery store and pay for somebody's food, you know, just, like, randomly. Like, oh, I'm going to go and see a lady, and she got shopping. I'm like, hey, I want to pay for your food, you know, and I would just pay for her food and just, you know, until it ran out. And I I don't use it anymore, but... Um, I would, I would do stuff like that. If I had no money. if money was an issue and time was an issue, I love going out and feeding the homeless. Um, my boy, um, Pierre, he feeds the homeless every Tuesday in skid row. So on fifth in on fifth in town, skid row, fifth in town, every Tuesday, 11, uh, to one o'clock. So if anybody's around, he does it every Tuesday. So I would do that, you know, just really like, just give back as much as I could, to be honest. Uh, because I look back at my life and I see that, you know, at the time I didn't know it was lack, but now I look back and see it's lack, you know, and being in being in the situation I was in, living out here, and like having, my, I mean, my family would have helped me out, but just having, like, not having the situation where people, I would just, like, I would I would do that, man. I would do that. I would build a course for people, for, you know, for young young black filmmakers, young Hispanic filmmakers, Young Asian filmmakers, all, all of my minority filmmakers who don't really have that opportunity, um, <clears throat> and um, African filmmakers, and build a course for them so they can just learn how to do it, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, those are things I would do if I had the money and, and time wasn't an issue outside of making films
0: that's awesome man well thank you so much for coming on the show yeah no problem I appreciate it I'm looking forward to seeing more of your films Mm -hmm. and thank you guys for watching this episode if you like this interview please check out this other interview with actress Paris Dunbar she's actually Abai's uh, wife she's an amazing uh, actress and and person and I think you're going to like that interview a lot thank you again for watching I hope you like and subscribe